Hey everybody, Jacob here. I just wanted to come in and give a little bit of an explanation before you see the episode title being uh, like first half of the PRs or whatever, and then you hear us introduce it, saying we're going to do our whole PRs. Basically, we sat down to do this episode thinking we were going to do power rankings for all 32 teams, and then after we got through about eight, it was like, good golly, it sure would be nice if we were halfway through this episode and not a quarter of the way through this episode. So we decided to switch to doing two episodes, um, so that way... You know, we could really give our thoughts on both teams and stick to our normal... I mean, sorry, like all teams and stick to our normal um, hour-long size for both episodes. So yeah, I just wanted to explain that. Hope you enjoy the episode. Previously recorded in both Murfreesboro and Chattanooga, Tennessee, this is NFLs, a production by Next Season Sports Media. everybody and welcome to NFLs, a uh, an experience. My name is Jacob Wilkinson. My name is Drew Wade. And um, today we're going to talk about uh, football. Who would have thought, huh? We're going to keep things um, fresh around here, switch it up a little bit, talk about football for a little bit. Yeah, um, I know you guys weren't expecting to hear some football talk when you tuned in today, but that's what you're going to yeah. get nonetheless. So, Drew, how angry do you get when a player uses their hands? Because we're talking about English football, right? That's what you thought? Oh, yeah, of course. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Handball, gotta be top five worst sports infractions uh, of all time. Uh, I believe uh, someone once said, if your hand touches the ball, it should be cut off. And Mm. that is something I, I think I agree with. No room for that in our sport. My cousin, Emmy, used to be into rugby in high school because she liked beating up dudes, and I thought that was really cool. And uh, we like met a bunch of rugby parents, and one of them told us that soccer was a gentleman's sport for ruffians, and rugby was a ruffian sport for gentlemen. And I always mm. thought that that was like the most cringe English BS I had ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's something that the one person I remember playing rugby at Blackman High School would say about rugby. Yeah, that I re- I know you're talking about that I, kid yeah. with dork. Anyway, yeah. let's uh, let's move on to <laughs> a real sport, a real football, um, egg shaped leather ball, and that you 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 touch with your feet the least amount, but it's, it's still called football because. We're America, and we do what we want here. Hell yeah, brother. Yeehaw. Okay, so um, today we're going to do our uh, PRs, our power rankings, if you will. I know I will. Um, I am a self-proclaimed PR dork. I said this multiple times on this show, always looking at the PRs, keeping my eye on eight, nine different power rankings every week. Um, I'm... I'm pretty excited about unveiling my list to the world, um, and I'm pretty excited about Lana Waited talking about our list that we kind of built here together, but before we um, get into that, do you want to just kind of talk about what's going on in the news around the league, hop around the pond a little bit, see what's happening, any updates, any uh, hot tops to talk about? Yeah, let's talk about some NFL news. Uh, Teams are full swing in training camp, as you all know. Uh, we did have one preseason game already, 
the uh, Steelers and Cowboys facing off in what was the most exciting match so far of the 2021 preseason. Um, ended in a 16-3 Steelers <laughs> victory. Uh, boy, was that a barn burner. I'm, I feel bad for you if you missed out on that game. Did, um, do you feel like that game was indicative of either of these teams at, at all? I think most people think that preseason games are kind of a meme, but I'm curious. Uh, preseason games as a whole are generally a meme. This one especially. Whoever, whatever teams are cursed to play that extra preseason game in the Hall of Fame game every year. It's just yeah. like, what's even? It's really just for the show. Uh, it adds to the experience of the weekend it's where like people a are getting inducted basically yeah 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 so i don't read into it at all i mean the steelers had like two or three starters playing i don't know if the cowboys had any starters playing um but we did get to see a lot of Dwayne haskins so that alone was a, a reason to tune in, <laughs> in my humble opinion there you go i got to see uh peyton manning's big old forehead <laughs> yes that, was, that made it worth it for me Yes, uh, so congratulations to all the uh, esteemed Hall of Fame inductees. I'm, I know you're all listening to this show, and it'll mean <laughs> a lot getting a shout-out from me. So, And congratulations to the Pittsburgh Steelers for being the first team in uh, the second half of 2021 to get a victory, I guess. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Woohoo! Only, all right. The only team that got the first win in the second half of 2021 ever, so... For now. <laughs> so far. Can the Cowboys say that? No other team can, especially not the Cowboys. Especially not the Cowboys. They will forever live yeah. with the shame of losing uh, this yeah. Hall of Fame game. Is like, is like August 5th the earliest bubble popping of the Cowboys will be good this year on record? August 5th. It's like it's already doomed for this team. Yeah. I mean, go ahead and pack it up. Season is basically doomed. Uh, no point in even... They don't even need to play any of their games if they just want to forfeit yeah. all 17. Well, there you go. Um, Alright, another thing that we have to talk about, um, another hot little detail. Apparently, um, when Mr. Uh, Watson is uh, finding his way back onto the trading block, potentially, no, it sounds please. like... Sounds like maybe they're trying to uh, put Deshaun Watson back in this league a little bit, Andrew. I've heard both of our teams pushed across the table already, which I think is a little interesting. Um, how are you feeling about this situation right now? I It really sucks because, um, like, any other situation, it would be like, oh my goodness, I can't believe one of our teams might get Deshaun Watson. But now instead it's why, what are our teams even thinking, like, even considering this guy at yeah. this moment? Like, I'm not, obviously you can't even say for sure if he's guilty of what he's being accused of, but you can't say for sure that he's not. So until that's been cleared up, why would you even want to put your name yeah. in the hat? You know what I mean? I, yeah, I understand why, like, it, it is a potentially unfortunate situation for him to, like, miss out on a season if if it is true. Like, devil's advocate, if, if it is true that he is innocent, um, I understand why. That is a potentially unfortunate situation. That being said, this is a multimillionaire we're talking about who has a lot of money saved up, and for the time being, like, I'm not particularly interested in saying, like, oh, well, what about him missing out on this season of football, like, until we know for sure that 
there's a reason to worry about him missing out on this right. season of football. Like, I don't know. The last, the last I heard in this case, I mean, I know that there was talks about a settlement or whatever, but, I mean, there was 20 names on the table at one point, so I would really like to hear for sure that all 20 of those people have decided to, to redact that <laughs> claim. Yeah. But before, before I'm putting on a, <laughs> a Deshaun Watson jersey, let's put it that way. Yeah, for sure. And just, like... You just if you're the Eagles, you just went through the situation a year ago with your whole quarterback controversy that you yeah. caused to happen when you had your guy and you took another guy second round. And just why would you want to make another quarterback go through that? Give mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts a year to just see what he can do. I don't think anybody else is gonna trade for Deshaun Watson. Um, if it turns out he's innocent and he's still wanting a trade next year, hey, and Jalen Hurts is not good, go all in then. But I mean, just let the kid play and stop holding this over his head. Yeah, I agree. Let the kid play being Hurts, not, not Deshaun Watson. Yes, 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 yes. With what you're saying. Yeah, Jalen Hurts. <laughs> let the kid yeah. play. Jalen Hurts, who... Let, uh, let Deshaun started... Watson play. Stop holding this over his head. Yeah, come on. Is it really... A... Never mind. Um, speaking of Jalen Hurts, did you know he started college the same year as us? So I did know that. Literally that our fun? age. That's so cool. And now he's the yeah. quarterback of my favorite team. For now. Wholesome <laughs> 100. Um, trying to think, is there any other football news? I don't know of any. Nothing really uh, broke, breaking the, the bank. Uh, that's not the correct terminology that I was looking for there, but I think you know it. <laughs> no. It wasn't, but that, I do know what that you're That idiom doesn't apply. But you know what I meant to say. <laughs> let's the let's break the bank right now. Let's and go ahead and I break mean, the let's bank. Let's talk about tier. Let's talk about power rankings. I so, can't wait um, to use that phrase a million times where it doesn't apply in the future. <laughs> true. <laughs> um, okay, so you more of a top down or down up kind of gal. Uh, let's stop. let's start at the in the dregs because in the dregs, um, the dregs of the league. I think it gets I mean, more Houston, interesting as we go let's up. Let's head down to Houston, Texas. Let's head down to the the Lone Star State uh, down there in Houston, Texas. Uh, oh, so should yeah. we like formally introduce this bet? Okay, so just so everyone knows, we're going to do our power rankings now. Um, this is just sort of... Drew and I both independently wrote up um, our rankings of the 32 teams, and then I averaged them together, um, and then sorted them based on their average ranking... It yielded a few ties, I believe seven two-way ties, if I'm not mistaken. So, mm-hmm. um, a few ties. Uh, there's a lot of a lot a lot of similarities, uh, but there's also like, especially in the like 13 to 22 range, a lot of spots where we're pretty consistently taking turns being like three or four spots ahead of the other person. Um, so. Yeah. We average them out, so we'll take turns introducing the teams and what we each rank them as independently and what their uh, overall rank is, and then when we get to ties, I guess we can just introduce the tie as a whole and take that as an opportunity to talk about how they ended up as a tie, because usually one of us favored one of them over the other, like we usually Mm -hmm. have typical tiebreakers, so uh, sound good? That sounds great. That's more than good. It's great. It, they're great. All right. So speaking of a team that's not great, um, why don't you start us off here? Oh yeah, I get the privilege of introducing the 2021-22 <laughs> Houston Texans. Um, 
They are 32nd on our consensus list. Uh, I have them ranked 32. Jacob also has them ranked 32. They are quite possibly the biggest embarrassment in all of American professional sports at the moment. Uh, not sure there's a team worse than them out there in any of the major leagues. They're bad, and they're going to lose uh, at least 15 games, probably <laughs> 17 games. <laughs> wow. Why do you... I, I mean, I agree it's looking rough, but but why do you go so hard? Like, without them even having played a game yet, this is the worst team in America. Just the, the way that the roster is put together, and really it's a really tough... Tough luck for their current GM, who just inherited this huge mess. But no real franchise quarterback as the guy that we alluded to earlier. We don't know if he's going to play at all this year, and if he does, if he'll even play for the Texans. Um, They've pretty much given away every good thing about this team in the past couple years. J.J. Watt, DeAndre Hopkins, Will Fuller, uh, Jadavion Clowney. They've just sent star players off at an alarmingly fast rate and have almost nothing to show for it. Uh, they've shifted off some picks as well, uh, trying to tie themselves to who they thought would be franchise-changing players and just ended up not being that. So, real, real bad state of affair for uh, the Houston football team. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, we both had them at 32nd, like you said. I agree. Um, not not necessarily ready to preemptively call them the worst team in American professional sports at the moment, but certainly... Um, a lot of red flags in Houston for me right now. I agree that this is a really unfortunate situation for the front office. Like, this isn't like a, um, you know, Las Vegas situation where it's like, what did you guys do to put yourself here? Let's talk about this. But um, just more, you know, when your quarterback has 20 massage therapists. That, so, anyway, you know, uh, tough situation not a good start for sure. Um, yeah, I agree. The draft was, I think, a particularly like telling sign for a lot of people. Like judging this team this off season, that took them from like, wow, the Texans are looking like they're going off a cliff to like, wow, it seems like the Texans are interested in only like speeding up their descent off of that cliff. Um, just like drafting, not not patching up any of their holes, not looking for any new quarterback options, nothing like that. Just taking a bunch of young, kind of risky options in positions that they didn't really need to. So overall, yeah, just a lot of um, warning signs for the Texans right now. Just not a very easy team to put a lot of faith into. 15 losses sounds about right, <laughs> I'm afraid, um, for any Houston fans out there. I think 15 is a reasonable prediction for this team. And so with that, um, let's move on next to our 31st overall team, the Lions. Um, You had them at 31st, I had them at 30th. So you're just a a little, little, little bit more of a hater than I am. Um, What's up with it? Why don't you like the Lions? Let's talk about Um, it. So another situation where somebody's coming in, inheriting a bad situation. Uh, Matt Patricia has been the coach of this team for several years, much to our chagrin on this show. Long-time <laughs> listeners will know we called for his head for a long time before he got fired. Um, and now they've shipped off their also best parts of their franchise and Matthew Stafford and Kenny Galladay. Uh, they do have some exciting young talent like DeAndre Swift. Um, they've got a new man's man of a head coach, Dan Campbell. Uh, Jim Bro, coffee connoisseur. Um, so, Goff. 
maybe Jared Goff. Yeah, how could we forget a former <laughs> Super Bowl losing quarterback, Jared Goff? But um, they just are definitely a team in a rebuild at the moment, and mm-hmm. it's unfortunate because there was times like in the past couple years where they showed flashes, but they were never really able to put anything real together. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. The Lions, um, I don't know. I said on our first episode of the four divisional episodes that I wasn't necessarily completely, like, doomer about this team, that I thought maybe there was a good chance of uh, Goff making some things happen. However, I did also say that I feel like, even though this Goff trade was maybe a good situation for the Lions, because, honestly, they weren't going to hold on to Stafford in any situation, I think, um... And Goff was probably one of the better scenarios for them. But it certainly is not a good situation for Jared Goff. I feel like this is a really unfortunate team for him to be on going into the season. Um, I think that they're in a pretty good division. Not an amazing division, but a pretty good division. Um, it'd be pretty easy for this team to lose six games, honestly. And there's just like no like clear identity. And Jared Goff... Even though I was a huge fan of the Rams, like, during his tenure there, it wasn't necessarily because of him. I kind of see him as, like, a role player a little bit, which is weird because we don't have a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL who who do that, but he just, like, wasn't really interested in looking flashy ever. He just wanted to kind of, like, consistently put out those little, like, 12-play, like, little 12-yard bombs or just hand it off. So, um... I have a feeling that the Lions are going to really struggle to find an identity offensively this season, and they have not looked great defensively since we started this show, really. So, yeah, bottom of the table seems pretty clear for me when it comes to this team. Yeah, they're Yankees, for sure. (laughs) Um, uh, Fun fact, when I was doing my... Before I did my uh, power rankings, I followed... The example of one uh, Jacob Wilkinson and organized the teams into tiers, and uh, the Lions are part of a tier that I just titled Eek. So, <laughs> uh, anyway, I like it. Next up, we got our first tie uh, in our rankings. Tied for 29th, we have the Jets and the Jaguars. The Jets, uh, I had them at 30th. You had them at 29th. Uh, you want to talk about the Jets? Yeah, sure. So, um, the Jets last year were, I think, it's pretty safe to say the 32nd best team in the NFL. Um, Really had a bad year. I think at one point, I felt as if um, they were pretty clearly tanking. Um, but maybe they could, then, up, then they couldn't even do that right because they ended up. And then they couldn't two even games. do that right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then they just started winning for no reason, um, which was silly in my opinion. Um, but because of those wins, I actually feel like the Jets aren't terrible. Um, <laughs> they're not great, like because obviously twenty ninth overall um, is a pretty modest <laughs> ranking in an <laughs> NFL power ranking. But um, you know, I don't I don't really see this team as being as like as trending quickly far downward as the Jags and Lions and Texans. Or the three that I ranked below them. So, I think that the Jets um, do have a little bit of momentum behind them. Like, 
Maybe enough so that maybe this year we can see them have a surprising win or two and find themselves at like at like five or six wins overall. And we can be like, wow, look at that. Like, you know, they were able to find this or like they really found that like because <clears throat> I know they have a couple different QBs that they're t- thinking about. So it's like, you know, like, wow, this QB, like, really started working well with this one wide receiver, like, in these couple of games, and I think that that's something they could, like, double down on going into the 2022 season. I do think that the Jets are, like, trending upward, and I do think that this is going to be overall, like, a little bit of a better season for them. Like, you're not going to hear them being uh, a weekly joke like they were on this show last year, especially after that dude said something about, like, we forget to, like... I don't know. Uh, yeah. them for being we forget how good of a team they are because they haven't won any games. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I think they're going to win some games is what I'm saying. I, I don't think the Jets are the worst team in the league. I do think that they're probably the the fourth worst team in the league. Though, that and your sense. rankings do reflect that sentiment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so I have the Jets at 30th. Um feel a little worse about them i guess than you do but i agree with a lot of what you said they are primed to be better in the future they've got a good amount of young talent they've got uh obviously they went up to or they didn't go up they just finished so poorly that they had the second overall pick in the draft and took yeah. uh, zach wilson from byu hoping that he will be the future of this franchise we will see um quarterbacks haven't always panned out in new york in fact, none of them truly. have for this team really in a long truly, time. Truly, truly. Um, so, last quarterback to lead this team on a good playoff run was Mark Sanchez. So that tells you a lot about where this team's been in the last decade. Yeah. Um, so, but we'll see about Zach Wilson. I mean, he's going to be expected to do a lot straight out of the gate. Um, I mean, he's going to be the starter for this team right out of the gate. And as we've seen in the past, that's not always a good thing for a rookie quarterback, but. We'll see yeah. if he can live up to that. Um, but, yep, Jets, Doubtful. I think they'll be better in the future. <laughs> <laughs> I think they'll be better in the future. So Yeah, I think the, so, too. The other team we have tied at 29th, um, as you put, you're a bit more of a hater than I. I had them at 28th. You had them at 31st. I have them as the best team in my EEK uh, tier because the wow. Jaguars, I think, could have a very good offense. They also have a rookie quarterback, but I think he is a bit on a different level. Than Zach Wilson, just from, I mean, Trevor Lawrence is, I mean, he's been one of the most highly touted uh, QB prospects ever, and I feel like we just kind of stopped talking about him a little bit. I feel like people got bored with him, and like, yeah, we know he's good, let's talk about some of the other young guys. So he's kind of like been going under the radar, I feel, but if he's able to play up to his potential and what people are expecting him to, then this offense has got some good pieces, and I think... Uh, while the defense is hor- horrendous and uh, will yeah. allow 40 points a game, I think this uh, this team could have some really strong offensive por- performances this year. So that's why I had them up at 28. Yeah, um, I understand that. That makes sense to me. At the end of the day, I had them at 31st, second worst team overall, um, which I know is a much more um, pessimistic outlook than you seem to have on this team right now. Um I agree that we're going to see some interesting movement from this offense, but I honestly think that, like, hot take, I think that the Jags have a better chance of going 0-17 than the Texans do um, because the Jags just have the defense to lose no matter what. (laughs) Because I think, like, 
I think the Texans can actually hold it down just enough that they can maybe get lucky to, to win, like, a 6-3 to three game at, at some point. But, like, the Jags, like, will have 30 scored on them every game. And I think that their defense will have some, like, good moments. But it will – I mean, I think their offense will have some good moments. But simply, like, few and far between. And it will be very rare when this team manages to put up more points than their opponents, in my opinion. Um even with all the excitement to go on. So I am looking forward to seeing their offense have a spicy year. And I look, you feel like the Jags could end up being one of the most fun teams to score in the league. It'd be interesting to see a scenario where we have a team that's like top five in scoring, but like 0 and 13 or something like that going to yeah. 14. But um, yeah, the Jags I think would be the team to do that. <laughs> so like, you know, it sounds like I'm, I'm high and mighty on them. But even though I have them at thirty first, because at the end of the day, I see power rankings as a reflection of how I think the team, the the league is going to be as a whole. Like, um, just on like on any given game this week, like which team I think has the highest chance to win versus which team has the lowest chance to win, and I think that the that the uh, Jags have a tremendously low chance to win, like pretty much every game. So there you have it. There we have it. Cool. All right. Next up, let's go to 28th. Um, we have the Panthers. You put them at 29th. I put them at 28th. Um, so you're a hater this time. Yes. Uh-huh. Why Why you hating, bro? Um, Please tell well, me why you always hating. You know, <laughs> uh, no, actually. Uh, <laughs> yikes. Um, <laughs> Panthers, uh, not a good year last year. Of course, we're missing best uh, their best offensive player, Christian McCaffrey. He'll be coming back this year. But I don't mm, – I, I, I see a world with this team if Sam Darnold uh, doesn't play mm-hmm. like he has his whole career. I see a world where this could be like a 500 team for sure. But, I mean, that as as with all these questionable teams, it's, it really boils down to quarterback play. And I'm not as much of a Sam Darnold hater as some of the national media seems to be. Uh, I think right. he deserves more of a chance outside of the Jets. But, I mean, that's all we have to go off of at this point. So, uh, that's just where I'm going to be riding with him. But, like I said, this offense has got some good pieces. Christian McCaffrey, they've got a solid trio of receivers. Um Defense, not the strongest in the world, so that's another uh, mark against them. But Panthers, I feel like I had them at 29th. I see 28th. That's that's fine. I mean, Yeah, I think the Panthers, um, I agree, can definitely show some interesting things. I like Sam Darnold also, but I think, like, some people are already writing him off. I'm not already writing him off, but I think, like, if I was a betting man, he's about a year off from, from like, being hard to root for, honestly. The Jets was rough. However, I think a lot of quarterbacks would look <laughs> rough on that on that franchise yes, right now. Yes, definitely. Um, so, you know, I'm hoping, because I think he's a cool guy, and I think he can throw a ball. I th- I'm hoping <laughs> that he'll have some, some solid performances with the Panthers. And I agree, I think that the ceiling for this team is about 500 um in that they could reach those heights however given how the panthers have been for the last few years defense has been kind of a consistent problem McCaffrey McCaffrey as much as I like him has been like um up there with Wentz in terms of reliability in the last few years um so 
hopefully that's not going to be an issue. But uh, it was a lot last year, and that would just is always kind of in the back of my mind when I'm thinking about this team. Um, the Panthers just seem to always be like six or seven more losses than they need to have at the end of a season. Like, they always seem like they're doing pretty well, and, like, the only four games they'll win in a year will be, like, all in a row in, like, October. And it's like, oh, wow, look, this is a really good team. And then they just, like, stop after that. Um, yeah. And I, and I think that that's most likely what's going to happen again within this year. So, yeah, that's why I put them at 28th. I don't think that they're, like, as, um, as tremendously, like nerve inducing as the uh four that we've talked about below them but i do think that this is not a team to feel to write home about at the moment <laughs> yeah definitely so that with that so, that takes us out of my eek tier uh we're now eek. moving on to where i have a fringe wild card slash maybe next year or two teams there you go. Cool. All right. Well, let's talk about some teams that are fringe wildcard contenders slash maybe next year. Teams. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I workshopped that name long and hard, and I, I really like <laughs> where that came out. Uh, I, I would like for there to be some sort of team. For our listeners who don't know about this, we're going to start doing weekly power rankings that average um, the two of our opinions, as well as um, our friends Cameron and Brendan, who have been on this show, and also Brendan hosts. Um, the the good NBA podcast with Drew. So um, the other two members of next season sports media, as it stands correct. today, so, <laughs> as it stands currently, the current four man team. So we're gonna each write our power rankings every week and then average them together, kind of like Drew and I did, oh, just the oh. two of us. Even though NFL is gonna stay a uh, two of us thing because I kind of like having the like duality brand a little bit. I think that those two will probably be on a lot this year if I had to guess. Um, and you'll definitely see their opinions through that. But, uh, yeah, anyway, I would like to do some tiers for those for those power rankings somehow. We'll have to, like, talk about it as a group and think of a way that we want to present it. Because I was thinking when we tweet them, we could do it as, like, four different images with, like, the four different tiers or whatever. And it's, like, yeah. each tier is, like, yeah. I think that'd be neat. Anyway, so let's talk about some some fringe wildcard competitors. Let's head on over to Ohio. Um, we'll be back here in like an hour, judging by our current pace. But let's for now talk about the um, the Cincinnati Bengals, a team that has struggled for most of the NFL's age. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no doubt about that. A um, couple years ago, or not a couple last year, had the number one overall pick in the draft, came away with Joe Burrow, who was playing uh, relatively well, as well as you can ask usually a, a rookie quarterback to play for your team. Um, they, they weren't getting as many wins to show for it as you would have hoped, but um, he was playing well, the future was looking good, they got some good pieces on offense, and then he went and uh, uh, tore that, ligament in his knee toward right the bits it was a really gruesome injury and uh that sort of derailed any hope well i mean they didn't have much hope to begin with but that sort of derailed <laughs> the, the trage trajectory of that season uh, i was really disappointing because yeah. we would like to see him uh play a little more in that offense but he's coming back this year uh hopefully his line can do a better job protecting him I think this is probably Zach Taylor's last chance with the Bengals. Uh, if they yeah, don't show sure. some some signs of improvement, <clears throat> I yeah, think he'll be sure. gone. So, yeah. 
Agreed, agreed, for sure. I, I forgot to mention, by the way, um, I had them at 26th, you had them at 27th. Um, so like once I, again, I'm the hater. Yeah, so I, I've i been tracking my sources. A lot of people I see have this team at like 21st or 22nd. I've actually seen a lot of um, hype from the traditional sports go- goobers, but in my opinion, no. <laughs> because... <laughs> I don't know. I like. There's been some reports that Burrow is not feeling super comfy at practice, um, and I just am not feeling especially excited about this offense. Their defense has given me nothing to look forward to as well, for basically the entirety of their of this NFL's age. Like I said, um, and Dalton at one point, like. I think it was in 2019, was, like, top five in, like, three or four of the most important quarterback stats. And the Bengals were still somehow, like, one of the worst teams in the league at the time. So, I think they actually were, like, winless at that point. So, like, this team has done nothing with so much at quarterback, and it doesn't seem like they really have anything at quarterback right now. So, it's hard for me to believe that we're going to see sparks from the Bengals. But... I'm not really in eek territory yet because I do think the franchise as a whole is starting to shape up a little bit better, but I'm feeling a little feeling a little weird about this Burrow situation at the moment. Yeah, really his knee is like the key for this team moving forward. Obviously, like you expect him to feel yeah, at least mentally uncomfortable on that knee knowing how bad it got injured last year, maybe not willing to take the same risks and stuff, but usually you don't yeah. hear players come out and say that, uh, so that maybe that is just how he is like he'll just speak his mind or maybe that's just like maybe he's not as far along in his recovery as you would hope at this point but we'll see uh going forward i guess yep for sure for sure for sure for sure all right cool well before you introduce us to the next one i wanted to say something i thought was funny when i was typing this up earlier um the nfc east is actually split into two ties so we seem to perceive an upper half (laughs) In the lower half in this division, so why don't you introduce us to the lower half here? Yes, sir. Lower half of the NFC East, as we perceive it, and probably most of everyone <laughs> else in the world. Uh, tied for 25th, yeah. we have the New York football Giants and the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Giants, Jacob had them at 25th. I had them at 26th. So, once again, I am the hater. Um <laughs> Uh, this team is in disarray. I feel like maybe I could move them down a little further based on just the news that's been coming out of that camp the last couple days, yeah. the last week or so. Uh, we talked about the brawl on our last episode. That just shows you how crappy things are over there right now from a chemistry and a team building standpoint. They've had like three pr- yeah. players retire since that. So, uh, goodness, oh my gosh, goodness gravy. That. Yeah, uh, yeah, things are looking bad in New York, but still they do have the same pieces that we've talked about before. Uh, offense could be good. Defense was pretty solid last year, looks to be solid again this year. But really, again, it just hinges on Danny Dimes uh, hucking the ball. So we'll see uh, how that goes. And I'm projecting not well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think this is another team that both of us seem to have much lower than a lot of the other power rankings I've seen. Um, I understand why there are some things to be excited about with this franchise. But that brawl is just the most telling thing about a team, in my opinion. I think that locker room culture is one of the most important factors in a successful franchise, and this team seems to have none of it at the moment. So, in my opinion, 
Um, yikes. <laughs> this, <laughs> this team is trending down fi- fast, and I think, like, the fact that they're at, like, 25th for me and also 25th um, in our shared rankings is a testament to how interesting some of the uh, powers on their on their roster are. Um, obviously, we've talked about, like, uh, Saquon and the likes before on the show, but um, even with all that stuff... These them boys is fighting, and that's them boys that's is fighting. You, that's not how you foster a football team. So that's how I feel about that. Shame on you, Giants. <laughs> uh, what? Who is tied with the Giants? I guess we've already spoiled it, but oh, you already let's know talk about that. It's the Boyds, the 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 Philadelphia Eagles. My unfortunately, my favorite team. Hard hard to watch at times. Uh, look to be hard to watch this season as well, uh, unless everything goes over perfectly. I had them. I had a much more rosy view of them than you did. Uh, I had them at all the way up at twenty fourth. You had them at twenty seventh. Um, again, it's quarterback play. Hurts plays well. I actually think this team could be a lot higher than twenty fifth. That's the thing is that these rankings after like the top twelve, thirteen or so, I was kind of like, well, yeah. now it's kind of hard until we got to that bottom tier. But, um, yeah, they don't look to be super good, but teams have surprised us in the past, so I'm not uh, not throwing away all hope. Just wait until after they beat the Falcons week one. I'm going to be singing their praises and talking about why they're going to the Super Bowl uh, until they inevitably get embarrassed <laughs> the following week. So, Yeah, I have them as, at a uh, pessimistic 27th. Um, better than... I've seen some power rankings have them. I think I've seen them at, at worst at 31st. Um, I've seen no team at 32nd besides the Texans, though. So um, 31st is, like, de facto last place, basically, this year. Um, I think that the Eagles... <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think Hurts... I like Hurts a lot. I am excited to see him get a chance with this team, and I do think he can do some, some interesting stuff. I have no interest in y'all's line or your receiving core. I don't know if that is because Wentz was making those things look not as good as they actually are in the last few years, or if they actually are just so. Like, so I, I can speak to that a little bit. The line for sure last year was really banged up, and they had like a different combination of starting linemen pretty much every week uh, for seven mm. for many many weeks in a row. So. Uh, we are getting some of those guys back, and uh, we've got an exciting young left tackle, Jordan Mailata, that looks to be winning that job. He played really well when he got the chance last year, and for some reason that coaching staff just kept putting in Jason Peters because they felt obligated to him, I guess, because he was a vet with the team for so long. But now we've got the injured guys back. we got Lane Johnson back, Brandon Brooks back. Uh, we'll get Isaac Sayamalo back. We've got, like I said, Jordan Mailata. This could be like a top five uh, offensive line. Actually, so that is a little bit of why I have some optimism for this team moving forward because that's super important. But the receiving core, yeah, yeah, the last couple of years has not been it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, well, if the if the outline does end up coming together, then I'll definitely be keeping an eye on this team. But right now, just honestly, um, I think like it's weird. I keep swapping in my mind between like if offense or defense is more important right now in this league because I think like I think that like Pat. And the Chiefs have made offense 
more important. But at the same time, because offense has become more important, it just has naturally made defense more important, which I guess is the give and take of of the beautiful game. But um, I think the Eagles, even if they do pull it together on offense, have not really impressed me on defense, and they're having a hard time impressing me on offense. So whichever one it is, like I don't, I, I don't know. Like I'm not really feeling good about either side of the ball for this team right now. Um, it's hard for me to see a world where they win six out of seventeen. If I'm being completely honest with you, and this just does not seem like their year. I'm afraid, and I have a good feeling that Denver will be winning the uh, the uh, NFL's bowl. And oh come, man. Come November. Man, I can't wait to see that. I can't wait to see you eat your words in person <laughs> at that ball game. <laughs> I can't wait to eat the hot dog you'll buy me after they win or something. Wait, we have to come up with a bet. But <laughs> yeah. All right. Next up, we have the uh, Falcons at 24th. You had them at 25th. I had them at 24th. Uh, you're the hater. Welcome. Again. Oh, my goodness. Welcome. Why are you hating up in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium? What's, what's wrong? <laughs> well, there's just been just the things that have been going on in Mercedes-Benz Stadium the past few weeks. Uh, just getting my hopes up and down uh, over and over again, much like I'm sure the Falcons fans feel uh, the past couple of years. They made it to the Super Bowl a couple years back. Looked like the hottest offensive team. Historic meltdown. Have not been the same since. Uh, but they just re- traded Julio away, their best offensive piece. New head coach coming in who did find a lot of success as the offensive coordinator for the Titans. But uh, first-year head coach always takes some time to acclimate. Uh, I don't know. I don't think this team will be bad. Uh, I don't think they'll be relatively good either. So that's just, they have a bad defense. They have a good offense. That seems pretty characteristic of a lot of these bad teams. So, Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think Ryan is, like, one of the quarterbacks I have the least amount of faith in going into this season, honestly. <laughs> like, um, this man has given us some great stuff in the past. Like, not to disrespect his legacy, because I think that the 2010s was an amazing decade for the Falcons. I'm not much of an NFL historian, but um, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of Falcons fans believe the last decade was one of their best decades as a franchise, because even though they weren't able to clinch out the Super Bowl or anything like that, they had a lot of great years under Matt Ryan, but right now, dude is old, beat up, doesn't know how to throw the football, in my opinion. I just cannot (laughs) believe they are putting it in this guy's hand again. I don't Uh, think... I don't think Matt Ryan is going to be the problem with this offense. I think I mean, he is getting older, so we could see a drop-off here. But I think uh, uh, as far as him throwing the ball, I think he'll be okay. It's just whether he has anybody around him to catch it. That's sweet. I, that's sweet of you to say. I see your point. I think, I mean, they don't have a receiving court either, which, I mean, I mean, how to build a bad offense, like, <laughs> like, I think there's two problems right there, but, um, any faith I did have in Matt Ryan, he lost in seven or eight fourth quarters over the course of 2020, I just do not see this man as the, as, as the dude I want leading my, my offense right now, and I, for that reason, I'm fearing for my for my very nearby neighbors to the south in Atlanta, and I think um, it's looking kapooey for them. So unlucky. 
I'll be favoring the team that's two hours away from me, the Titans, over the team that's an hour and a half away from me, the Falcons. Oh, that's so weird. For, I for forgot considerable the, yeah. gains. You live closer to the Falcons than you do the Titans. That's very strange. Yeah, by, by, by the smallest margin, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so um, next up... Wait, I'm sorry. You go. Oh, right. no. I mean, now? I mean, I gave my... That's what we've been doing. I, I give my two Falcons, cents about the right? Falcons. Yeah, yeah. So then you introduce and throw it to me, right? That's what we've been All right. doing. All right, hut hut. Hike up next. <laughs> we've got uh, at number twenty three. Twenty three is across the board here. We both have this team in twenty three. The Las Vegas, not Oakland Raiders. Um, Thank you for the reminder. <laughs> you, you're welcome. Uh, they actually finished in second Las in their Vegas. division in their division last year. I uh, don't see that happening again this year. I think the other really? two teams uh, probably have a better chance of that. Bit of a glow up. Bit of a glow up for sure for those other two teams. But we're talking about the Raiders here. Uh, John Gruden, not impressive so far. Uh, this offense, highs and lows. Uh, that's the that's the name of the game for this offense. Whether they're putting up thirty plus against the Chiefs in a shootout and taking away a win or if they're putting up six against the falcons again blown out uh this team no consistency um wide receiver core eh, not very good lost their top productive guy nelson Aguilar. um they've got a very good running back that they don't seem to want to use Derek carr uh middle of the road quarterback he has times where you're like wow this is the best quarterback in the league and other times where it's like why is this guy playing in the nfl so that's that is what about lands you twenty third. <laughs> True, yeah. Um, the Raiders for me, there's a lot of issues with this team. I think that they have a rather incompetent front office. Um, a lot of, I I think one of the reasons their roster is has no real like anything special to it at the moment is it's it's a little bit of a budget roster because they spent so much money on this like move for no reason in the last couple of years um so i think i think that's one of the main reasons that a lot of raiders fans are particularly unimpressed at the moment with their front office um on top of that you have gruden who i have said multiple times on the show i cannot stand i don't think that the dude deserves this job i don't think that he's Head coach potential, I haven't seen anything from him. Uh, they have middle-of-the-table quarterback Carr, like you said. They have another middle-of-the-table quarterback, Mariota, sitting on the bench. Um, so, ooh, I guess that's that's really going to... I'm sure that if they end up trying to use him, that's only going to you know motivate Carr and not end up blowing it up in their face like every other, like, let's pit these two, <laughs> like, middle of the... <laughs> Of the road quarterbacks against each other, yeah, we've seen that this before. Try. Right, yeah, exactly. So yeah, not nothing really interesting for me with the Raiders. Um, they do have higher highs, which is how you get to twenty third, kind of like you said. Like they do manage to have games where it's like, what? Why was this one of the only two teams that beat Kansas City last year? Yeah. Like, what is that about? Now, don't get me wrong. I think Carr and Gruden probably put most of their energy that season into that one game, but still, like I'm just saying, like. This team can do that, but I also think in the NFL's era, this has been the most inconsistent team in the NFL, and um, they just they they always manage to to find a way into their own way, basically. 
So well said, well said. Thank you, thank you. All let's right, so let's move on about to the Raiders. Yes, finally, no more Raiders. So let's talk on. Uh, let's <laughs> let's move on to the. Uh, let's talk on. Let's talk on to the Broncos and Bears. They're tied at twenty first. Let's start with the Broncos. Broncos twenty second uh, for you, twentieth for me. So I noticed we both felt ranked a our, little uh, bit more respective teams higher. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought that was funny. So um, I guess to get back at you, I'll just keep this team since you forgot to throw it to me on the last one. Talk about my Broncos. <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't know. Like it's weird. I understand how this could appear to be like a ooh like twentieth overall. That sounds some. A lot happier than you you seemed a week ago when you talked about the Broncos. Not really, it isn't. I just honestly think that um, all the other teams beneath them are have reasons to feel even more like pessimistic about at the moment. Uh, the Broncos, to me, have a few exciting features, and I do think that they could go like um, potentially nine and seven. I guess is like their ceiling. Like maybe. But, I, like, I still think a team that I have ranked 20th could be a team that, like, ends 9th and 7th overall. Because there's just, like, so many teams in this league that, like, are are at a place where it's like, this team will break 9 wins. Like, it's not even a question for me. So, like, like that, that leaves a lot in this kind of 13 to 20-ish spot or whatever. But, yeah, the Broncos, I don't know. I think Drew Locke has a good shot of really... Stepping into his own as the QB1 on this team this year. I really like Judy. I um, am interested in... I can't think of his name right now, but the guy that we got from LAC this offseason. Um, the the running back guy. Um, oh, Melvin Gordon? You got him last offseason. Oh, yeah. That's right. I don't know what I was thinking of. Yeah, that's I weird. think he'll be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. But, um, yeah. Huh. Weird brain fart. Anyway, yeah, so I'm feeling pretty good about the Broncos, kind of. Like, better than I have in, like, other, like, preseasons. But still, like, mostly optimi- mostly pessimistic of just, like, we have no shot of, like, winning this division. I think that, like, fringe wild card is really the best I can hope for with this team, which is why I'm saying, like, I'm feeling pretty good about them at 20th or whatever, uh, because they could do that. But, like, wild card contenders in the uh, AFC, even with the Colts, like, being knocked down a little bit of a peg recently, uh, there's still a lot of them, and Denver just doesn't really have any of the exciting features on offense, because I definitely think it takes an offense to win the AFC, at the very least. I think it takes a defense to win the NFC, I think it takes an offense to win the AFC, and I think that the, uh, I think the Super Bowl d- determines which one was better that year. That's the take I've gone with, but the Broncos just, like, c- cannot be that team. The Broncos are the AFC team least likely to win the AFC this year. So. <laughs> All right. Started out sounding real optimistic, then in true uh, NFL's Jacob fashion, just turned <laughs> way the other way about the Broncos in the pessimistic direction there. Yeah, uh, I, I've got them lower than you, even though I feel like I'm more optimistic than them uh, about them than you are. I don't know how that worked out, but uh, I might think... just speak to like our general feeling about like the bottom of the table. Yeah, yeah, and like my thoughts are like as far as these rankings go. Like we haven't seen these teams play this year yet, so it could all change very rapidly. Um, yeah. So, but I've I've got some hopes for the Broncos. Um, I think 
we as a uh, tandem are higher on Drew Locke than most of the consensus uh, media has, takes would put him. Yeah. Uh, if he can just rein in some of those boneheaded plays, I think this offense could be good. And you touched on Melvin Gordon. I think he will be better this year, not playing so much behind Philip Lindsay. I mean, because Philip Lindsay's not there. Um, so he'll get more of a chance to get some more touches and get more of a chance to shine in this offense. And they've got a pretty good receiver core. You touched on Jerry Judy. They've got um, Cortland Sutton. They've got K.J. Hamler. They've got some fast guys. They've got some guys with sure hands. And uh, I don't know. I think the offense could be pretty good. And you got Vaughn Miller cut, coming back. So good signs for the defense. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, I forgot to mention Vaughn for some reason. But, yeah, I definitely do think that that is one thing to be excited about. That's definitely what I'm most ex- excited about. Um, I'm going to be picking up a Vaughn jersey before we go to our game. So feeling good. Yes. Do it. And then this right. other team so, we have tied at 21st. Yeah, so the other team we have at 21st, um, this is another situation where we both had them at the same rank that they ended up getting in our ranking. Uh, Bears, 21st across the table. Um, it's funny, these are like my two teams that I tend to root for. Um, not necessarily my two most favorite teams, but uh, like a tie between these two B teams that I like. Uh, <laughs> anyway, the Bears... Um, I, I was feeling pretty good about them on our North episode, but starting to feel a little off about this whole situation, just not feeling very good about their quarterback situation still. Um, I, I'm excited about Cleo Mack being like reintegrated into the squad, but overall I just don't think there's a lot of excitement to, to be had for the Bears, and I think that like them getting to 8-8 eight and, eight and like was a little bit of a surprise last year and like making it into that playoffs like would be a a very good like stroke of fate for them like to to do so again this year because that it seems outside of the realm of possibility for me yeah this team uh definitely has some quarterback questions but andy dalton and justin fields i think will both perform better for this team than mitch trubisky has for most of the last three years or so so um I think this offense has some good pieces, and I think they could uh, look better than last season. I think they could win as many as nine games this year with that extra game they got going in, and who knows, an NFC might be enough to put them in there again, but I doubt it because of how strong like the NFC West is and uh, the yeah. fact that there's two teams in their division more likely, I feel like, to make the playoffs than them this year. But um, I don't know. We will see what the new-look offense is like for them under uh, either Andy Dalton or Justin Fields, and uh, we'll go from there. The Bears are the uh, Broncos of the NFC, as I like to say, um, just because you like to root for them. Uh, that's really the only True. connection there. <laughs> I mean, you're not you're not wrong. Um, do you want to introduce us to our next team and then throw it to me? <laughs> yeah, bro. Let me. <laughs> Let me throw this one to you, Hut Hut. Uh, number 20. Okay, sounds good. We've got the Steelers. Um, pretty. This is probably the most uh, uh, dissent we've had between our rankings here. I've got them at 16th. You've got them all the way down at 22nd, consensus ranking of 20. Uh, what do you see in this team that has you put them at 22nd? I don't really know, honestly. This was one where, I don't know, I think, like, kind of from anywhere from, like, 12th to 22nd, I just kind of, like, closed my eyes and just, like, let my my immediate feelings guide me because, like... Yeah. 
preseason power rankings, uh, it's like comparing unicorn races to an extent. Like, these are still, like, technically 32 teams that don't exist. I 100% agree. So, like, um, I just kind of, like, let myself go with what I feel. And what I feel is, I don't feel great about Big Ben. I don't feel great about their OCs or their DC. I do like the head coach in Pittsburgh, and I think that if they manage to pull through this year, it is going to be, like, through him. But just really not particularly interested in their offense. And also, I think that, like, something that really gatekeeps this team is um, four free losses a year. <laughs> like yeah. uh, Especially, like, this year. Like, I don't think that we're going to have a situation similar to last year where they just, like, start out with nine random wins in a row or whatever it was. Um, and... Cleveland and Baltimore, we haven't gotten to either of them yet, but, like, spoiler alert, we're both feeling pretty good about those teams, um, and it's just, to me, the Steelers are are in no shape to take a game off of either of those teams, so I'm not feeling great about the Steelers at the moment, um, and honestly, I think that they're probably going to split the series with the Bengals, so... Yeah, 22nd, that's that's how I'm feeling. Yeah, I definitely agree with that sentiment of, you know, just kind of closing your eyes, letting the dice fall, where they may with these teams in the middle yeah. of the pack here. Um, I do. I think I, we both took the steel under on the Steelers, but I don't know about that anymore. Just the, just having more time to stew with that. Uh, ben Roethlisberger, while he is getting old and decrepit, he still had a pretty good season last year, throwing for 33 Hold touchdowns. <laughs> 33 <laughs> touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Um, if he can put up those kind of numbers again, I think they could find their way into a wild card spot, which actually I forgot to mention the Broncos were the last team in that fringe wild card section for me. This next section of, what is this, nine, eight or nine teams I have as wild card teams potentially. Um, so Steelers wow, really? definitely, yeah. Like, not. I'm not saying all of these teams will be in the wild card. Obviously, there's only 14 spots, but there are teams that I could see in that range, um, potentially if they play up to their best. And the Steelers, I think, even if they finish third in their division, they could find a wild card spot. So, oh, we'll see. With the these young guys, they got uh, they got a good young receiving core. They got a stud rookie running back. Supposedly, uh, we haven't seen him play really in the NFL yet. But if uh, his yeah. time at Alabama has any bearing on what he'll look like, he's going to be real good. So, could be not a terrible team this year. I feel it. I feel it. Yeah, that's fair. I see what you're saying. Um, I just, I think, like, it's funny because I see the Steelers just being the better team. Like, actually, no, I don't. I had the Broncos above them. I don't know what I was going to say. I was about to say, like, what one thing I think is true is that the Broncos are, like, a team that is is more, like, in a wild card contention for me than, like, the Steelers just because of, like, ease of schedule. I think that that's just one thing that's always going to play the Steelers. Um like if like even though it's division, their division is part of it. All, the, also, this year they made the mistake of like accidentally like way overperforming in a really good conference last yeah, year. Yeah, I think that's really going to come back to bite them this year. Um, and I think that double digit losses is a lot more realistic than some of their fans seem to perceive it to be. So that's just how I feel. Oh, that's just how I feel. Man, you're so <laughs> musical today. <laughs> I love it. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Did you introduce them? You I did, sure right? did. I yeah, t- I threw did. that ball right. right to you. 
All right, and now I catch it, and now let's go talk about Carson Hutt. Let's go over to Indianapolis, 19th overall. The Indianapolis Colts, um, I had them at 19th, you had them at 17th. Um, so you're, you're on the hopium, I think, with the Indianapolis Colts a little bit. Uh, I yeah, because I've got them websites... so much further ahead than you. <laughs> <laughs> I saw some websites putting this team. You want to talk hopium with the Colts? I saw some websites putting them thirteenth or fourteenth, and I'm like, All hey, right, let's, let's bump the brakes y- a little bit. Y'all heard about the bad news? <laughs> like, uh, yeah, Colts. What what you thinking? Um, it really rides on how long Carson Wentz is going to be out, unless they go and trade for a like a serviceable starting quarterback, uh, a la. Nick Foles, or somebody wow. like that, or, um, I mean, I've even seen some people talk about, hey, maybe the 49ers are ready to lean into Trey Lance, and if Wentz is out for a long time, they ship Garoppolo out to the Colts, in which case, this team shoots right back up the rankings, but I don't think that's yeah. going to happen. I think most likely scenario yeah. is Colts are going to, or Wentz is going to miss probably like six games or so, and they're going to be riding with Jacob Eason or Sam Ellinger in those six games, and that's just not going to be a favorable outlook for the rest of their season. Um, so, but they do have—I mean, they've got a great defense. They've got a top-tier running back in Jonathan Taylor coming into a second year. They've got—they uh, only got some question marks at the wide receiver position, but they've got some players who have flashed in the past. So, we'll see if they can play more consistently. But I feel like the 17 to 19 range that we have them here is pretty. It's, it's pretty good for uh, having, for considering the fact that they did lose their starting quarterback for at least some time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, I we had both taken the over on ten and a half, if I'm not mistaken, at one point, and I yeah. kind of saw them as being like right outside of the top ten um, up until that news happened. So I definitely don't want to dismiss like the interesting features of the rest of their roster, but just um, yeah, just. I think that it's going to be really hard without, like, QB1 at the helm, and uh, this is going to spell out a lot of problems for this team, and, like, what, 5 to 12 weeks, like, that's almost certainly, like, like, best case scenario, it's right under half a season, like, that's just, it's going to be really difficult to write that ship, I just think, like, I, I'm, I'm giving the Colts, like, the respect nod at, like, 19th because I do think that at the end of the season it can be like, wow, you guys are looking pretty good, but, like, it's going to be really hard for this team to put some wins on, on the table for for quite a while, even even after Carson Wentz returns. So that's just the facts, Jax. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> True. Hardcore agree. Which leads us, finally, uh, people have been waiting with bated breath to hear what we were going to say about the top half of the NFC East. <laughs> uh, we've reached that tie. Tied for 17th. The two best teams of the bottom half of the league. <laughs> yes, <laughs> tied for the uh, 17th place in NFL's consensus power rankings. We have Washington football team and the Dallas Cowboys. So I had Washington at 20th. You had them at 14th. Um, mm-hmm. Pretty high there on Washington. You want to talk? You want to? Yeah. Yeah, I actually don't really know. Like I said, I kind of was just like going with it. But I mean, like looking at like who ended up being below them when I did that, I still feel pretty good about it. Like, yeah. like Cowboys, Dolphins, 
Saints, Chargers, like those those are all like teams that I don't like super believe in at the moment. So like I I don't I don't like really feel like that weird about it. The Washington, the reason I put them at fourteenth is because I think that this the deck was really stacked against them last year and, and um even though like it's kind of a meme that they went to the playoffs as like a like what was a seven, seven and a nine one, eight and one seven it didn't they have a tie no that was the that was no, okay. <laughs> yeah seven and nine so even though they went to the playoffs at like seven and nine which is a, a joke to be sure um i that was way better than i thought that team was going to be i think i checked um my preseason power rankings for the washington football team was 29th last year and they ended mm, up being yeah. a, a playoff team so I, I don't know i, I feel <laughs> Playoffs. So I don't know. I feel pretty good about this team, um, just in terms of believing. I suppose I don't really know what else to say. Like, there's not anything in particular I want to point to and say, like, yeah, I feel pretty good about this or whatever. But like, 14th, like towards the bottom of the of the lower half of the NFL, um, when when you know 14 teams make the playoffs, being the worst team in the playoffs potentially, I'd say that's basically what they were last year. Yeah. And I think there's a pretty good chance of them being that again this year. So, um, yeah, that's that's how I feel about Washington. Not to mention, I think there's a lot of wins to be farmed in the NFC East, which is kind of silly because I guess you could say that about any of the teams in that division because it's still not a great division, um, which is why it's the only division you're going to hear us talk about all four teams in it, <laughs> like in this bottom half. Uh, uh, but, um, you know... Like I, I do think that Washington and also Dallas, which is the team I had right below them, which is like we have tied or whatever, are probably like pretty well poised to win at least three. Like in uh, versus like New New uh, New York and Philly. So for, so I don't know. I I just feel like those teams are looking relatively good to go. That that's how I'm peeling right now about Washington. How are you peeling? Yeah, so Washington's kind of the opposite of the mold of bad team that we've talked about uh, several times on this episode where they have a really good defense and a kind of questionable offense. But maybe that questionable offense um, finds a new narrative this season with Ryan Fitzpatrick at the helm. If we get more uh, Fitzpatrick than Fitztragic, then we could see a Washington team that actually looks like it could maybe even win a playoff game rather than just be in the playoffs. But, uh, I mean, we got a long way to go before that would actually happen. But we'll see once the season starts. It wouldn't super surprise me that much. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I I like Fitzpatrick. I think he is a pretty smart choice to, like, call in the ringer, if you will. He just, like, shows up and, like, writes the ship on these middling franchises. And I think that... We can see that happen. Now, I'm worried that will mean, like, a week eight handoff to some rando I've never heard of before, like they did do him in Miami last year. But, um, yeah. you know, if that happens, that'll mean that it's because things are going well for them. So, cool. Cool beans. Cool beans. Then the other team we alluded to tied at 17th here, the Dallas Cowboys, my least favorite uh, franchise in the NFL. <laughs> I had them at 19th, you had them at 15th, so I had the one above the Washington football team, you had the one below. I think this offense, but mm. uh, since Dak is coming back, will be uh, prolific, and their defense will be bad. <laughs> I mean, they got Michael Parsons in the draft, that's huge for their defense for the future, unfortunately for me as an Eagles fan, but this season, 
defense will still be bad. But, I mean, if Dak can uh, keep up the numbers he was putting up before he got injured last year, that could spell trouble for their opposing teams. But even with the numbers he was putting up, they still started out 1-3 and three before he went down. So I'm going to need them to prove it before I'm willing to bump them up anymore. But I think uh, 19th. Not, I think that's pretty fair for how I see them right now. Yeah, I'm a big Dak fan. I've said this before on this show. Um, I really believe in this guy. I think that he is definitely the best thing they have going for, for this franchise in Dallas at the moment. Um, I am hoping to see a good year out of him. I'm, I'm a little a little down in this team overall just because of their defense, like you said. But I do think that they have a pretty solid offense, like... In my opinion, the kind of offense that can take a lot of wins against like middling NFC teams, which is like what it takes to be like a, a like a, a like a rogue second round to, like playoff team or whatever in this league, which is kind of what I'd call the Cowboys at this moment. They're not great, and it's not like oh my gosh, like the Cowboys. That's who I have my eyes on right now, or anything like that. But this is a team where. I'm like, you know, if things come together, if they really protect Dak, if he's able to stay on the field, if they can hold the other teams to, like, you know, an average of, like, 17 and a half or whatever, I actually think, reasonably, Cowboys could have a, a positive season, could find could find this division spot pretty easily, maybe somehow take a win against one of the higher-up um, wildcard teams in the NFC, but I mean, like... It, you know, winning the NFC East usually means facing the fifth seed in the NFC. And the fifth seed in the NFC, I mean, you're talking, like, the Niners, you're talking the Rams, you're talking the Cardinals. It's a, it's a tough position yeah. to be in. Whether yeah. you're the Washington football team or the Cowboys. But um, but one of them will step up to the challenge. Right now I'm feeling the Washington like, just a little bit more, but I think it could go either way. So, Cool beans. Yep. All right, do you want to uh, call it there since it's been an hour and we can talk about the upper half in a separate episode? That yeah, way we don't have to think of episode themes. Absolutely. You guys are going to have to wait for an extra week to hear the spiciness. To hear about the, the best teams, teams in the league. Yeah, sorry. You're about good teams. You got all the garbage this week. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you all for listening. Um We like football. You like football. You have friends who like football. Well, we like football. So why don't you tell them to check out NFLs, and um, you can leave us a review on whatever app you use, and those would just be some wholesome 100 things you can do to help us grow our audience. Very simple, very easy, very free. Um, yeah, it costs you nothing to leave us a review on uh, any of the platforms we got going on. Uh, if you want to leave yeah. us a review, uh, I'd be happy to read it on on an episode, so Thank just you. a little I'll, extra incentive for you there. I'll and Drew will wrap it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I'll come into that I have right heard now. It does cost. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. I, I have heard that it costs um, to leave a negative review. So if you're thinking about leaving a right negative review, it actually does cost money to do that. It's yeah, you'll have to send other. us $200 to leave a negative review. If you, I'll tell you what, if you Venmo me at GG like $10, and the memo line is negative NFL is review. I'll pass five along to Drew and be like, brace yourself. And we'll and we'll take it gracefully. Yeah. I think <laughs> But I think and you should I'll... go with the free option of the uh, uh, the positive review and the free exposure on the show. So There you go. Perfect. 
Um, you can follow me. We haven't done this in a while, but you can follow me on Twitter at GhostwithGG. You can follow Drew on Twitter at D underscore Wade97. You can follow us on Twitter at NFLS, NFLLAS. Of course, you know how to spell that already because you're listening to the friggin' thing, you ding-dong. Um, anything else? Anything uh, else? Listen to good NBA podcast while you're at it. Uh, listen to the good NBA podcast. And, and be on the lookout for next season sports media productions uh, in the future. And tune in to twitch.tv slash GG and beating every Legend of Zelda game at the moment. Um, defeated at the same Legend time. Legend of Zelda for the NES. Yeah, all 17, all 19 games at the same time. Like Bobby Fischer. Like I do one input and then I move on to the next one. And then <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> um, I finished Zelda NES. Now I'm about to begin Zelda 2. Um, very bad games. So tune in, watch <laughs> me play some bad old Zelda games. Eventually get to some good new Zelda games. With that, my name is Jacob Wilkinson. My name is Drew Wade, and we're just weeks away from the coin rejoining us. Oh my gosh, the coin picked the Cowboys in the preseason game, guys. Did you hear? How embarrassing.